Hi, this is Brad Humphrey, and today's podcast is training the new generation on the technical aspects of equipment. I'm visited today with uh, Lonnie Fritz and Jason Hurtis. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, Brad. How are you? I'm doing fine. Now, I don't do this in most of the podcasts we've done together, but I want to repeat the names of these two uh, subject matter experts because they're going to share some information with you in this podcast that you're going to need to know their name to go to the, to, to, to check out some YouTubes. Again, Lonnie Fritz and then Jason Hurtis. So write those down or keep those in the back of your mind. Hey, today's podcast is again sponsored by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. Let's get started. We've had a podcast that we completed, and if people are listening to this, can go back and revisit about just that new generation of workers that are coming on, all the imports, and also how to leverage the technical side to maybe be a drawing power to bring new a new generation of no construction experience kids into our industry. Today's focus, I want us to look at the actual training opportunities and the resources available. Caterpillar has built this incredible catalog, which continues to improve and grow in the technology. But with that requires a bit of updating from an education standpoint. I know that. So the easy answer to this is just to train. We can tell everybody all the time, just train. You got to do a lot of training. But from a, from a more specific standpoint, what is available, much of it through Caterpillar, and there's some other non-Caterpillar sources that you guys have shared with me that's pretty doggone good too, but help to educate the newer workforce or the new people to our industry, especially on equipment and the technical aspects of equipment. What are some of the resources available to us? Caterpillar has a plethora of uh, training resources and content out there. Um, one that comes to mind are the Caterpillar simulators. Um, we leverage, again, our dealer network across the globe um, that have Caterpillar simulators available at most when of the retail locations. you say simulators, I'm thinking of an airline pilot. It goes in once or twice a year. Is <laughs> that thing. kind of what we're talking about? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Okay. So you're sitting in a Caterpillar seat just like you would find in the excavator, in the dozer, in the off-highway truck, in the motor grader, whatever simulator you're sitting in with the exact same controls at both mm. your left and your right-hand side with a large screen in front of you, immersing you in that activity. And we do have even the VR um, capabilities with some of the simulators too. What's the VR? Some, the virtual reality. Okay. Now, when these simulators, Lonnie, can you guys, is this something they load up in a Caterpillar vehicle and bring to the job site or bring to the contractor's office, for instance? So, yes, the simulators are mobile. Okay, mobile. Um, yes, yeah, so they're, they're available through your cat dealer. And like I said, they do have them at the dealership. Many dealerships have these simulators of the various products. I mean, there's a plethora, again, numerous uh, different simulators out there. But it is very, it's a very effective tool because it gives them that experience of sitting in the cab while just really sitting in the seat, again, with those same controls and with the screen in front of them. No fuel burn. Not, yeah. a, not a safety issue. No damage. Control the no environment. Damage. <laughs> no damage. You know, so there's a lot of wins. Not tying up the asset when right. it could be out being utilized by the novice to expert operator generating revenue with it while you have your training program going on back at the office. So, yes, very mobile, available in a lot of the different products to really take maybe that first time operator, the novice operator, turn them into more of an expert operator using um, those training devices. Well, let, let me, let me, Jason, let me put you on the spot. You've hired me. I'm a 20, 
20, 20, 21 year old uh, individual. I've never been in construction, never been around equipment. I mean, I drive a car and that's about all I know about equipment. What's the, and I want to be an operator. I, I, for some reason that really has attracted me. What would be preliminary that, that would be important for a contractor to maybe consider as a part of that training? Well, the customers I work with, I try to tell them to get the younger generation into a simulator, like Lonnie just mentioned. One, it's technology. It's kind of interesting. It's more Xbox-like than a piece of equipment. So that kind of draws them in. Again, it's safer. You can have them work with a more experienced operator for for eight hours without getting fatigued, without noise, dirt, having to worry about interruption, production changes. That's a great way to start because that, one, gets them very interested in that machine get some used to the controls, and then you can move them into the actual machine. So I always tell the customers I work with, when you're trying to hire somebody, start in a simulator or start in an off-board environment as much as possible, then move to the onboard, and then don't leave them alone. You know, a lot of people think once they get in the machine, right? you know, he or she's good, and I expect the same production out of, out of him or her that I have out of my 15, 20-year people, and you can't do that. Boy, and you know, the funny thing is you just hit something for me I just thought about. What a great tool to use as a part of your interviewing process. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We do it. When we hire operators for for our DLCs and demonstration and learning centers, we put them in a simulator first, mm-hmm. see how well they can do it. Well, and there was a question I was going to ask you later, but let me ask you earlier. It might fit in better. Is it, it, And that's this. How, how might a contractor sort of identify potential equipment operators? <laughs> We've had different uh, customers, you know, they'll have open houses, mm-hmm. you know, like where they have the high school <clears throat> come in and tour their quarry or whatever for a science day. Mm. And we'll take our simulator trailer out there and, and let them use that as part of their open house or their tour and see, you know, who's really catching on, who's showing a lot of interest. And then you might want to watch him or her and see if you can recruit them into your industry and have them come work for you. Well, let's, let's let me pick up on that one word. You just slid right through that. I know you're the proud papa of a daughter. So I know <laughs> that, 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 and like my daughter, I'm very, I'm just really darn proud of her. We don't use the her a lot in this industry. It's been kind of male dominated. We've talked, we, I think most people recognize it, but it is changing. It, it, it is. And it, it needs to change. Yeah. I mean, if you talk to a lot of contractors and a lot of customers, you know, the best run machines are run by females. They seem to take care of the equipment a little bit different. They seem to catch on to controls a little bit different. Um, their feel, their dexterity, you know, as far as like running multiple controls with their fingers and hands, for whatever reason, that the female seems to be a little bit better suited. Yeah, and, and again, this isn't a class sex warfare thing, but but I think it more than anything else, it's an opportunity for this industry to jump over, leapfrog over a resistance that there's been for years. And I'm finding that in a lot of contractors, they're looking for the best people. But when I think of running equipment, you know, especially someone who's going to be manually or not manually, well, led by the the, the pad or the numbers and all that kind of stuff, who, what does it matter who's sitting in that cab as long as they're trained, they're prepared, they're motivated. Right. right? And I think more and more organizations are looking at that. And I think it's a great recruiting tool. I really do. Uh, because statistically, you know, there's there's a, some of the guys that quit college in the first year or two, there's women that are quitting college too, looking for something else. And I think this industry provides a lot of opportunities. Let's go back on some of the resources. What are some resources that contractors can have access to um, that would help them probably quickly with a piece of equipment that they've just purchased or the technology that goes with it? Yeah, so as far as that goes, Brad, again, leveraging the dealer network, like I mentioned earlier with the simulators, again, uh, please 
do leverage our dealer network, consult with them. We have certified dealer instructors on staff at the dealerships to not only demonstrate a machine to you, maybe that you may be considering buying along with the technology, but also at the point of machine delivery and even throughout the life of that machine, leveraging these operator experts to properly train your employees. It starts with the machine walk around knowing exactly where the fluid check levels are, the sight gauges, the dipsticks, and all the other just things. The basics. Track wear, tire wear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just keeping the machine healthy and understanding, mm-hmm. hey, be, again, it's it's the pre-flight check, right? What does the airplane pilot do before he or she gets in the cockpit? Well, and, it's what and the I've operator seen, needs to do as well. Well, yeah, and I've seen, you know, we've seen old pictures of World War II uh, movies and film clips where the guys and pilots would, you know, draw their name or write their name on the plane. I've seen contractors who've allowed some of their operators mm-hmm. to put yep. their name. Personalize you know, or, it. Or, yeah. Name on it, personalize yeah. it. So that that's one resource that we can leverage for training. You know, um, YouTube videos. Caterpillar continues to spend a lot of resources, both time and money, producing YouTube videos that are available, obviously, in everyone's smart device or even at their uh, desktop computer. That again starts from machine walkarounds all the way to utilization of technology, whether it be grade, payload, e-fence, assist, uh, compaction technologies. There's a large, large amount of material out there that, again, you can do without even sitting in the machine and really learn everything that's out there. I'm a big one about driving awareness, not only what do we have, how do I get the full value out of it and utilize it? So it's a huge training tool. You know, and you and you and I, the three of us are really in, a, in an age group, give or take a few years, <laughs> um, you know, that you know, this industry was traditionally known as kind of a tactile industry. You got to touch it, feel it, you, you learn by doing this type of equipment, what we're talking about on this podcast and in others, when we've talked about the technology, I don't know a contractor that I'm familiar with that would ever put a rookie untrained in a cab running a piece of equipment. Number one, it's foolish. You'd hurt somebody. Second of all, they're not going to spend, they're not going to put an untrained individual in a $500,000 piece of equipment or whatever the price is. Right. So the point is training is more important today than, than ever. I think both of you guys agree with that. You guys are being really pretty humble to me right now because I know both of you guys have some videos. Jason, tell us about some of the YouTube videos that you have that just give people a flavor of what they can go find. We've done a lot of videos, like Lonnie mentioned, just walk around, simple, basic stuff. What do you want to do every morning before you start the machine? How do you do it? All the way to more advanced application things. What do I want to be thinking about to improve my fuel efficiency? On actual specific pieces of equipment yeah on pieces of equipment or even holistic as a job site you know how do i want to lay out my job site for maximum efficiency i don't want to move materials two times or three times because that's inefficient so how what are the things i got to think about and how do i use that um to improve my efficiency how do i use the machines from caterpillar to improve my efficiency what is eco mode when do i want to turn it on when do i not want to turn it on the e-fence features that Lonnie mentioned, you know, what application would I use those in? Where could I get more efficiency from using them? We've done YouTube videos on all that. I mean, if you go to Google, type in my name or Lonnie's name, the first three or four pages come up or all of our Caterpillar videos and walk arounds and, and all YouTube's your friend. Go there and Google it. Jason, are you more geared at certain types of equipment that you're doing the videos on? Because I know you specialize in some areas. Yeah, most of my stuff um, is fuel related okay. or the in the quarry segment. So wheel loaders, trucks, excavators, articulated trucks for sand and gravel is, is kind of where I'm at. Where Lonnie's more of the heavy space. So track type tractors, motor graders, earth moving, 
Um, but again, we try to match up whatever I'm doing in the Corey space. We try to try to do the same thing in the heavy space as well. Okay, and I'll plug it again at the end of this podcast because I want to make sure people get this. That's Jason Hurtis. Those of you who are listening, it's J-A-S-O-N, and the last name is H-U-R-D-I-S. Correct. Is that correct? And then Lonnie, on your side, it's L-O-N-N-I-E. Correct. And then Fritz, F-R-I-T-Z. Yes. I'll do that again. I just We've got such good opportunities here to educate people. Obviously, Caterpillar also has a building library of webinars. True. And we're trying to expand that. So we do uh, live webinars. You can also recall those at any time. We'll watch them again on different topics on, you know, how to pick your right machine, how to maximize the machine that you have, different technologies. What is grade control? What is payload? Um, what are those systems about? Why do I want it? What's the advantage to me? You know, how does it make me more competitive if Absolutely. I use those? Well, which we've talked about in other podcasts. Lonnie, any other thoughts on just other resources that you've been familiar with or a part of as well? Yeah, again, several resources out there. Um, please visit us at cat.com or catallday.com. Um, you can ask an expert. Um, there's several questions out there, industry-related, technology-related that you can submit. And uh, one of us Caterpillar experts will get back to you again. We're all about um, partnering with our customers, helping out our dealer network, and really uh, – proving out the Caterpillar value. So again, there's a lot out there. Yeah. It'd probably take us 30 minutes just to list everything (laughs) out there, but but let me, but let me close out this, this podcast. First of all, thanks guys for your information as usual. It's come through. That's why you guys are the A team. Those of you are listening, if you want to check out, go to Google, type in Lonnie Fritz, L O N N I E. And then Fritz F R I T Z to look at some of the uh, YouTube videos that Lonnie has out. And then Jason Hurtis again, J A S O N Last name Hurtis, H-U-R-D-I-S. I just want to let you know that there's there's a there's just a, as Lonnie said a plethora of information out there out on videos, some webinars, uh, even some of these podcasts. We try to help you with the education of that. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed this session. This has been a good educational session. Everything we're talking about today should impact the way you train and educate people. And as I tell contractors around the country, you really only get one shot at an employee. And in today's marketplace with some of the newer, younger workers, if they're not getting trained or educated within the first 30 to 60 days, statistically, we know they're leaving. So you may wind up keeping some people, but the wrong people. (laughs) And the good people are leaving you. Well, this is Brad Humphrey. Again, this has been brought to you by forconstructionpros.com and Caterpillar and also check out as we've already said a couple of times check out the Caterpillar website for some of their uh, webinars and other services they provide and especially anything Lonnie and Jason have been a part of hey I hope you've enjoyed today use it what you've listened to put it to work go out and make some money and have a great day bye now for a list of resources tied to today's podcast, please go to fourconstructionpros.com to find some of the best answers to some of your biggest questions. Thank you.